yeah, this is definitely the highlight of our weekend. Yeah. Don't let Enoch undersell this. Oh, yeah. Do you guys practice? Yeah, we've we got a little acapella bit no. we're going to do in a little bit. You're going to be blown away. Perfect. I'll cue you guys up. <laughs> <laughs> I admire others and their stories. I admire conscious connections. Getting to know people and learning from them in small and big ways. <laughs> Here's to connecting with others and sharing their stories and experiences from their mouths to your ears. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Let's Chat with J-Bax. We have some incredible friends with us today, Enoch and Saj. How is it going, bros? Just awesome. We're, we're so psyched to be awesome. here. Yeah, yeah, super psyched, especially after uh, like I started following you on Insta. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm slightly intimidated now. <laughs> You're inti- Why are you intimidated? Damn, girl. <laughs> then I'll flex. Way to work out. Yeah. Way to flex. <laughs> nice. All, all the flex. I'm flexing too. I'm just wearing a sweater. You can't tell. <laughs> As you put your hand behind your head. <laughs> Look at that. Oh. Muscle man. Yeah. The camera adds. Yeah, I got, I got the a camera adds got 10 a pounds. 10 pounds of straight muscle. <laughs> yep. That's what it does. Great steel and sex appeal here, folks. <laughs> Very sexy guys on this episode today. Hotties, yeah, pa- Paul, Rudd, Paul Rudd has jack shit on us. I mean, <laughs> that's right. Paul Rudd's so God, I love him. The sexiest him men so between 40 and 45. That's what we have right here. <laughs> okay, well, Enoch, you're, Enoch, you're 44. Sosh, how old are you? I'm 43. Okay. Uh, When's your birthday? What's your uh, August your 5th? I'm a Leo. I'm, I'm oh. center of attention. I need it all. Um, I'm here for you. you it's know, okay. But you can't be yeah, a Scorpio. Leo is not a bad way to go. Mm, no, but we definitely uh, overpower. It's a lot of fire. <laughs> it's a lot of fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I love actually, to... you go. I'm sorry. I was <laughs> no. just going to say, you know, we just talked about Paul Rudd, you know, um, and bringing our, m- my sons up uh, with, with cultural awareness uh you know we had them what all parks and rec all of the office and all of friends and uh re-watching friends and paul rudd has the secret i don't know what it is but that motherfucker looks exactly the same like the mm-hmm. rest of the friends cast looks like shit mm-hmm. especially matthew perry but we won't even go into what drugs can do is paul, paul rudd, rudd in friends yeah he's the one who phoebe ends up with I don't watch TV, so I just yeah, I'd forgotten. <laughs> I'd forgotten that. Yeah, I saw a funny interview Ryan Reynolds was doing talking about the uh, the sexiest man alive, Paul Rudd, and he was saying that uh, he's like he's like I'm all about it. I'm all in for it. You know, he he clearly he lives right. He has that contract with the devil, and uh, he drinks nothing but uh, blue whale milk, blue whale <laughs> breast milk, and that's. <laughs> Dude, Ryan Reynolds is amazing. I oh love him. And his friend group that he has, he has Jake Gyllenhaal and um, Hugh Jackman. Yeah, they're him like and Hugh the Jackman friends. bagging on each other is one of my favorite things on the internet. Um, no kidding. Also, yeah, I would. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not a gay man, but man, I would fuck the hell out of Ryan Reynolds. Like that guy. I I am I am a gay man, and I <laughs> would fuck the hell. Well, you. I uh, yeah. am a female woman and I would fuck the shit out of Ryan Reynolds. It's, it's three for three. All of us would fuck <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. That's right. Uh, and he's like, and, yeah. and he would, he would make me laugh and feel special. Like, I feel like it would be nice. <laughs> It'd be sweet. It wouldn't be like, you know, like, you know, just raunchy, dirty fucking like, I would feel like it would be a nice moment. You know, he'd whisper yeah. in your ear and then you'd kind of giggle a little bit. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I think the three of us would wear his ass out. That's what I'm going to say about us. It's, so is it the three of us? Is it the three of us? Oh, yeah. And at Ryan the same Reynolds? time. Oh, yeah. okay. You're, you're wow. going to bring the mask too. Yeah. So we're this all the, here oh, for yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. The luchador <laughs> mask. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, I'll bring Lucha, nachos. Lucha. 
So this actually po- this podcast is about a sex podcast now. So we're going to totally redirect. <laughs> it's Look actually on. What it's a Ryan Reynolds was? sex fan podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I am going to send this to him and I want him to see. I'll send him the video of all of us. You Look should totally add him, like. add him on Instagram with this with this. He'll surely appreciate it. Yeah, I and mean, I love too, Ed- actually. She oh, my probably- God. Blake Lively. I know she's awesome. She dude. Get it. The, the way they get yeah. on each other. Like I know. You know and they, yeah, the, I love tag. I love couples picking on each other in public. That's, that's just yeah. great. That is oh, yeah. healthy. That's healthy. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. like banter. And I that's the things that I look for. And guys, I'm like, if you can't have this type of banter with me, like I don't think it's gonna Ooh. work out between us. Gotta keep up. Gotta keep up. You gotta keep up. And I gotta boot them out. I booted a lot of people. I had a few dates this past week, guys. I have a date after this too. So you guys are really I'm getting my energy going. Man, that's right. wow. We hope we can warm you up. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna fluff the hell out of this girl. This dude's gonna like cash in. <laughs> Badass, and that's not okay. Wait, how, where are you getting dates? You doing online dating? What are you? You're, you're on the apps? Um, yeah, I was on the apps for a while. I got a little too crazy on the apps where I had three dates lined up Thursday, Friday, today. So, um, I actually deleted the apps, um, yesterday. So, like enough. Enough is enough. And like my time is, is valuable. And I love to go out by myself and do go to coffee shops, meet people that way. So it's like, mm-hmm. why do I need to be on an app when I can just show up with my shining face, make eye contact with someone and then go talk to them if I want to. Dude, you're going lo-fi. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, analog. <laughs> Getting asked the old way. Yeah, love Hell it. yeah. <laughs> love it. Yeah, I was, well, we- I was just having a conversation with a guy about how like I, I missed the app, you know, like the dating app thing. And I'm sort of endlessly fascinated with this world because I never experienced it. Like, you know, by the time the iPhone came out, I was already mm-hmm. paired off, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, do you think that you miss out on anything? Like, like, do you think that you'd have gotten something out of the apps? I, I, the idea is just sort of terrifying. Honestly, the idea of dating is just fucking terrifying at this point. Like, oh my God, it sounds exhausting. Um, yeah. A lot of say that's what, uh, you know, like when I'll, um, ooh. Stephen Curry, when his dad like uh, left uh, that hot ass mom of his, I, I, rem- I watched somebody send a meme like, dude, you have no idea what's out here now. These girls in the apps and they're with the shit they're down with, uh, bro, just whatever it was, take her back. Say, I'm sorry, whatever it takes. Dude, whatever you got to do, back. fix this. <laughs> please fix get now. on your knees and say, please come back to me. Yeah, I don't know. And like, I just, I, you know, I don't have a lot of practice uh, doing dick pics, which I think is like really the, the appropriate way to pick up women now. Um, so I, yeah, I I'm just... really good at it. I no <laughs> idea. When I was in high school, I swear to God, I went around like going, okay, so they like, you know, boner and jeans, like we like uh, boobs in a tight shirt, right? And not until it I got to college, you, people like, you were Yo. wrong. You were wrong. I love a good was, boater in jeans. So. Hey, nice. Nice. Thank <laughs> you for see, saying that. The whole that waistband thing. <laughs> yeah, see, that was a problem. Didn't meet the right girl. Nice boner, bro. Yeah, here, here I spent all of high school walking around with a book over my lap because <laughs> yeah. it didn't have to be anything actually sexy. You know, it could be fucking no. math or you know yeah it was just being 16 or, or 17 my le- whatever just <laughs> it didn't take much <laughs> okay i, I called those i call them narbs no okay. apparent reason boners narb that's a, that's yes. a good uh, uh yeah i like it and every, every, everyone yeah, started just, using that term i like to can you guys can for sure use it yeah Go narbs. For it. it's all you know all, narbs I, yeah nice narb Nice, nice, nar. Nice nar you walk up like, nice nar, bro. How's it going? Oh. I'm gonna use that on my kids. Are you thinking like, about like math? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I got a 14 year old, and like, these are like for real conversations that happen between a, a son and a father. And it's, he's like, Dad, you know, what do I do? And I'm like, you know how you wear all these like uh, short, you know, athletic stuff? You just better start wearing jeans, man. You just yeah. <laughs> put your hand in the pocket and shift. Yeah. <laughs> you, need some, you need some. Shift. You need some underwear with some support. You got to keep that shit localized. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> is there underwear that regulates narbs? No, it doesn't regulate. It Nothing, just but, controls. But it can keep direction. it in check. You know, if it's, if, if yeah. keep it in So if you're wearing boxer shorts, man, it's going wherever the hell it wants, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's free falling. <laughs> and I'm free. 
Free ball. Ball. Oh, balling. Oh, like the balls. Yeah, everything. <laughs> like wow. a, it's like your drunk friend trying to get out of the back of your car. Yeah, what's going on, guys? I think in the past five minutes, we have dropped the caliber of Jbax's podcast <laughs> to levels I she never foresaw. This. I <laughs> love this, and this Come is the, I'll take <laughs> this as a segue into how I stumbled upon you guys and share with our listeners like how I got you on my podcast. All right. Nice. And I was using a platform to find awesome podcasters who put out really cool shit into the world. And I saw you guys on there and the I'm going to say it wrong. I tried to practice bro. I wrote it. Bro D Sattva. Got it. Nailed it. Fuck. Yeah. What? Yeah. You're Let's already better than Sosh. Like I'm, I'm going to reiterate <laughs> that probably we should kick him out of here. You be my new co-host. <laughs> I'm down. I'm still, still back this decision. Every time he says it, I'm like, great idea. This is eating up a lot of my time. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. Get that tongue out there. <laughs> I just I just posted on Twitter uh, the other day. I was like, does anybody else's co-hosts continually fillet the mic every time you're recording? <laughs> just just me. Just- <laughs> See, if I had another if I was a co-host, the co-host, there were two of us. I would be the one who would be licking the mic, filleting the mic. I, I like to derail things and pe- people have to draw to bring it back. So now I have to do both of them. I have to keep my cool sometimes. That's why you're here right now. (laughs) You gotta be the adult in the room. Yeah, I hate that shit. That's not. Well, when I saw you guys, I I really thought, what a cool concept for you all to bring yourself together, two friends, and just talk about how to better yourselves as men, and how can you share that with other people who may know a little bit more about life than you guys do and you're learning from them and they're teaching you things and everyone learns together and I listened to your one minute trailer and I just cracked the fuck up I love it I listened to it probably three times it's rocking and you guys talk about dick jokes and how you guys are bros (laughs) we're a couple of bros that is and I think what's the most interesting and why I found it so fascinating and why I wanted to reach out to you all is that when you talk about being a frat bro or anything along the lines of being a bro a lot of times people think that they're hard asses and that they don't take mental health seriously or even potentially go through that because sometimes it's taboo to chat about mental health as a bro so you guys Mm -hmm. kind of open up the floor we're taking it back, baby. We're taking bro back. Yeah, yeah. We're taking we're, we're taking the bro back. It's not all you know, just a bunch of date rapers and beer chugging. No, I saw a uh, I saw a great article one time about it was it was a a picture like a, a, a infographic of of the different iterations of bro and there's like the stoner bro the philosopher bro the surfer bro the frat bro and they had like different examples of celebrities who sort of fit into each category and i remember like i, I wrote a blog article uh, uh, months ago about, about this and then sort of talked about where we where i think we fit on the bro spectrum <laughs> i thought about that? this way too much i love we it do, yeah we do geek out about these things <laughs> So you, you wrote this blog post, you were researching about it. What did you come up with? Like, what, what do you guys classify yourself as in the bro categories? Well, I, I think um, sort of our North star is Matthew McConaughey. Yes, thank you. <laughs> oh, just... That was, that was where I landed on the, on the map. All right, all right, all right, all right. We're not really the, we're not really the frat bro. Um, no. I mean, I like surfing, but I'm not really a surfer, bro. Uh, we've both been stoners in the past, but we're like, the, like this sort of that thinker. That guy is a little, little bit deeper than anybody, but we're still pretty, you know, yeah, and sure. uh, you, you might like to sit and have a beer with us, uh, but you also might just be good uh, sitting and uh, talking about philosophy, too. You know, yeah. that, that's that's sort of where we land. We, we would be really, really good, like really famous people like, you know, McConaughey wears that well. 
And uh, I feel like that's like, what the fuck does that even mean? I would be a really good celebrity. Yeah, I would. I would be really fucking Honestly, good. Honestly, I think all of us would be great celebrities. So I yeah, will back I so that too. comment up. <laughs> and you have to be confident. And I feel like a lot of us have confidence in our own ways. And you guys break the script where it's not just about, you know, the dick jokes where you're like wanting to get deeper. And I feel like celebrities, they talk about hilarious things. Ryan Reynolds is so funny, but also he stands behind something. Yeah. And I feel like you guys stand beside. Yeah. Look, didn't he like he had a he had a great post uh, a while back, you know, just no reason he didn't have to do this, like put out something about dealing with anxiety, you know, yeah. which yeah, I thought was I beautiful. Too. Yeah, I've been th- rethinking our tagline. I, I thought it should be a come for the dick joke, stay for the enlightenment. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's good. Well, then how did you guys get started? What was your thought process on? You know what? Let's start a fucking podcast and let's let's enlighten ourselves and share that enlightenment with others. We're just bored, really. It was all my idea. <laughs> my whole, this is really yeah, you, all about you, me. Why don't you go ahead, Sosh? Yeah, you, you, <laughs> he wants to take the floor. We'll give you the space. <laughs> no, no, actually, this is um, this is great because uh, this was um, this was Enoch's uh, baby. This is his brainchild. This is all. I mean, he's the one who's doing all the work behind the scenes, and um, and it really hit me. We we both, you know, basically just treated each other like an excuse to do the worst. I mean, short of you know. I don't know, jerking each other off, you know, but basically other than that, we've kind of just done every kind of awful thing when we get around, you know, and uh, holds barred. Yeah. You were a pressure, you were a pressure release valve for me for a lot of years. We've known each other for 20 years. So we have been friends since college and we, and we have not lived together since then, but we don't, we don't see each other all that much. And we've both kind of grown and been in our lives and doing our own thing. And a lot of times when we would get together, it'd be, oh, let's get together for a weekend of golf, which would turn into, let's get together for a weekend to see how much whiskey we can drink and, and you know, hit, hit the strip club and just act like complete jackasses for 48 hours and then limp our way home. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so there was sort of a through line we've talked about is that, you know, we spent a lot of years being very bad influences on each other. And a couple of years ago, both of us were taking stock of our lives and thought, what would it look like if we were good influences on each other, you know, and, and, and we've done some growing together. And at some point, the idea sort of came to fruition, like, you know, hey, we can't be alone here. We're, I know we're not the only guys. I know we're not the only men of this age group who are sort of figuring out what, what life means and, and where they, they stand in it. And uh, let, let's put something out there and see what happens with it. So that, that came the blog and the po- and eventually the podcast. And we've just kind of been running with it since then. So you, you have a blog and that started before the podcast. Yeah, we were about six months of blogging and playing around with that. And I, I, I think the idea was always to grow into a podcast. I just mm-hmm. needed a little time and handholding to, to get there. Yeah. yeah, he's kind of, yeah, he's kind of a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> it's fair enough. I also, I mean, I like, I like writing, like writing is yeah. sort of what uh, my passion. That's what if I could, if I had my druthers, that would, I, I would spend most of my time doing. I mean, I love this too. This is great, but I feel like the two feed into each other, which is nice. And what do you like write about? What is like, what are your main blogs about? Uh, a lot of times we'll, when I throw up something on the blog, it's a, maybe a deeper dive into something we've talked about on the podcast, you know, like, hey, if you want to learn a little more about this, like we've got an episode coming up soon about uh, stoicism and the, the stoic philosophy and, and just about the general idea of having a North Star or a, a moral framework to live your life by, which is something I was struck by when I was reading a little bit about the Stoics. Um, mm-hmm. And so we've got an episode where we talk about that, but I also have a blog post where I, I've dug a little bit into it as well. Um, so they kind of feed each other a little bit and hopefully help somebody. What would you guys say your North star is? Don't be a dick. I mean, that's, that's pretty much mine. Um, but 
I'm trying to get better than that. And that's kind of what that episode kind of leaned into a little more was um, yeah. not only that, but you need a little more, you need a little more uh, courage to kind of make the world better and a little more empathy than just don't be a dick. It's more like, you know, take effort to um, give grace, you know, to, to give grace and space hmm. for, for people's pain and for their joy and just, I don't know, try and grow that way. Yeah, I think my, it's a little complicated, but I think when I think about my North Star, like what are my real goals here is to project my genuine self. So it's about creativity. It's about vulnerability and honesty um, and, and exploring that, that side of things and, and pushing that forward as much as I can. Yeah, I changed my answer to that one. <laughs> what cool. he said. Yeah, what he said. Yeah, you know I'm going to change mine to yours. I just don't <laughs> want to be a dick. That's pretty good. I like that. <laughs> we'll give and take. Well, and I think they kind of go hand in hand, you know, having empathy to not be a dick, to to truly share vulnerability and authenticity. That is when you say don't be a dick, Sasha, I literally was like, OK, so be kind. Be kind yeah. is is a great mantra to have a, a great affirmation to say, but I feel like there's so much unkindness in the world hmm. that hearing you both kind of have a take on it in a different light, but still similar goal of being kind and just giving people the space and the opportunity is we need a lot more of that in the world. Particularly with men, which is sort of yeah. the focus of our like the the Brody, we're the Brody mm -hmm. Sattva podcast. I mean, yeah. we're like bros search for meaning here, you know, and, and men, we're not great at those vulnerable spaces. And I think it, the more we can get men talking and sharing and, and kind of leaning into those spaces, I think it can help heal them. And in, in that respect, also heal the world, you know, that that's you know, half the, half the world's population uh, could be doing a little better, you know? <laughs> yeah. How do you, how do you get men to open up? How, I mean, I guess just to kind of dial it back, you both started working with each other to become better men. Hmm. How did that conversation look? Who started it? Who just was like, Hey, let's, let's work together to be better people. I, I think Sosh inspired me. Uh, what do you tell it? Tell a little about your story, your, your rock bottom, so to speak. And, and where you... <laughs> when I got my ass sufficiently kicked. Uh, so, yeah, um, it was uh, August 26, 2019. Um, I just stopped drinking and using. Um, I, what had happened is about two weeks. I, back that up a couple of years. See, what uh, happened was. was <laughs> Come on. Like, your kids don't know the duck. Okay. See what happened was. I kind of got stuck. And I'd always been um somebody who just didn't um perform up to what my what I thought I should. Uh things came really easy. I was really smart, but uh I'm very lazy and uh have been kind of battling depression and ADD. Uh, you know, my entire, that I can remember, as far as I can remember, it's uh, highs and lows and, you know, a lot of anger, uh, especially at myself. And so, you know, fast forward, I'm hitting 40 and I'm in a really dead end job where I'm not, uh, I literally just go in and I'm working like a second shift, kind of managing some, some folks and uh, go clock in, make sure everybody's got enough work. And then I go down to the bar. And I proceeded to just kind of, and I, I mean, I'd always drank uh, quite a bit, but not nothing like that. And I'd always been a pothead uh, since about 20. And uh, it got to a point where not only was I drinking at least 12 to 15 shots worth of, of tequila every night, but, you know, I'm, I'm hitting my pipe every, every hour on the hour, smoking cigarettes, uh, black and mild and uh, doing rails of Coke, uh, you know, in a bathroom when uh, I could afford it. And so just kind of started turning around and 
really hating myself and really wanting, there was just no way out. There really was truly no way out for me at that point. And, uh, and I was really lucky. My, uh, my wife walked in on me in the, the garage, probably about two or three in the morning on a, you know, regular weekday. And that'd be, that's on the average for me. You know, I'd, <clears throat> I'd sit there and watch porn for like two or three hours and just, I sit there and go, what the fuck am I doing? I'm, I'm just sitting here you know, for two or three hours, you know, blitzed out of my mind, even though I was, I couldn't really tell. I couldn't get drunk anymore. I'm angry all the time. And, uh, you know, she basically was like, look, you don't have to quit, but you can't stay here and, and, you know, do be this person. And, uh, I was really lucky and went and saw a therapist uh, a week later. And um, he's, I kind of told him my whole story. He's like, yeah, I, I stopped, you know, for like months, July, January. I don't have to drink, blah, blah, blah. And he looks at me right in the eye and he goes, yeah, you're an addict. And um, you either need to go to rehab or you need to go to uh, 90 days you know, 90 meetings in 90 days. And, um, I really don't think you can do the 90 meetings in 90 days. I think you need to go check yourself into rehab. And I just kind of looked at him. I was like, well, and he goes, look, I'm telling you are because I am one too. And it, that one, it just kind of blew me away. Cause he just kind of saw through all my bullshit that I couldn't even see through. And when he did that, it just, blew the doors open and I'm like well I think if I go to rehab if I come back the locks are going to be changed I was really scared about that so I was like let's try this 90 day thing let's not give her uh, any time to reconsider yeah yeah (laughs) that whole you don't have to quit but yeah wait a minute you know what I can do a lot better than this this asshole um so and I did that and uh, started working the AA program. And uh, for the first time ever, I, it was like I walked into a, a group of people that was just like me and sitting there being vulnerable and sitting there just opening all this stuff up and, you know, let let a few key people in my life know that. And, and uh, Enoch was one of those. And um, lo and behold, you know, he was he was dealing with some similar demons too as far as like the depression and stuff like that and he's like you know i know somebody like this and um you know it's been two two plus years later and i'm not saying i don't know there's weird words when you when you walk in those meetings um they're great by the way i feel like everyone it's like uh i say uh kind of like how the israel makes everyone do like two years in the military i feel like everyone in the world should have to do like a year, like for real of doing a, a 12 step program. Mm-hmm. Cause it, it, it's not about the substance. It's about like, wh- why are you this way? Why, you know, what, what, what is your ego doing to you and telling you in this false narrative that, you know, you're so narcissistic that you think that you, you don't deserve, you know, grace. And the higher power, you know, it could be a chair, anything. I, I, I love listening for the similarities. And that really taught, that's what that program taught me, mm-hmm. was go into a room, be vulnerable with a bunch of people and listen for the similarities to your story and their story and pick up what you can and uh, just start doing that. And it's amazing how all that anger and all the, the need to, to go use just kind of just melts away. Hmm. And, um, yeah, kind of shared that with Enoch and, um, and he, he was kind of on a similar path. Yeah, well, you, you blew the doors open when, when you came out with that. Cause like, I, I, unlike, uh, Glenn, your therapist, like I was falling for all your bullshit. Like I had no idea where you were, you know, I knew we'd <laughs> get together and get fucked up every six to nine months, you know, but yeah. I had no idea you were going back home and, you know, doing 12 shots of tequila a night, you know? <laughs> It's and a lot easier than it sounds. It doesn't sound easy. It sounds really hard. It's just ranch water, folks. It's rocket fuel. But I, yeah, I, it was, when I say it blew the doors open, it, it, it created a space for vulnerability between us because I realized that, hell man, I'd been bullshitting you too. And I, you know, I was struggling mightily and I didn't really share that with you. 
And you didn't know what was going on in my world and that I'd struggle with depression and suicidality and that I'd gone on this weird pathway from marriage therapy to backdoor my way into individual therapy. And I'd been on several different medications and, you know, I was, so I was, I was struggling, you know, and I, I had reached a point in my life where I love the phrase existential depression, you know, where it's just, where do I fit in the world? You know, where I had all the trappings of success. I've got a successful career. I make a shit ton of money. All the bills are paid. I've got a family. I've got a lovely wife. I've got a, a pickup truck and a nice car and the mortgage is getting paid in a nice house and the mortgage is getting paid. And I look around and I'm like, what's the fucking point of all this? And at some point, the bottom fell out on me. And it's been a slow, long journey of building the back up and finding the self-love and self-esteem to be like, I'm okay, even if all this went away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at some point, we, you know, when you came to me and, and shared with me where you were, that gave me the space to share back, you know? And, and this has sort of been the pathway that we've gone on. So, so started this when, and he opened up that conversation, it sounded like. Yeah, I think so. Neat. I never really thought about it like that. Yeah, I I guess so. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like, I mean, you, you looked at yourself, you, and that's the hard step. First off, I need to pause. So thank you so much for sharing that story. I, definitely, definitely. Hope it helps somebody. Yeah, I'm really grateful that you use this platform to do so. Um, thank you. I I think the vulnerability that comes out of it, I mean, you're sharing your vulnerability, Enoch, as well. You're just sharing those things. And it it came from assessing your your emotions. You had to ask yourself, mm-hmm. how do I feel? But you're not just asking yourself, you actually were going to these meetings and listening to other people really share how they feel. And then you brought that over and actually had that deep conversation to say like, how are you really? And I feel like a lot of people just brush things under the the rug or they just say, oh, how are you? I'm really good. Oh my gosh, here's all these high, high level, great things happening, but you don't see what's behind the door. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I this is something that I discovered along this journey too, that with, and I I know it could be with women, but with men in particular, it's a, that it's a great question. How do you feel? Because so many of us learn not to feel Mm -hmm. You you end up so disconnected from your body, which is the seed of emotion that like, it took me months to, to just figure out how to actually key back into my body and actually feel what I was feeling. And, and, and once that door opened, you know, yeah, he was like Bruce Willis and friend just couldn't stop crying. <laughs> kept talking about shit. Like, Dude, no, man, that was like a one-time thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just one. Well, what were the steps you took to, to start looking more within to your emotions? Um, so she want to talk or that was good. I, I thought we'd both say at the same time therapy. You, yeah, you definitely. <laughs> therapy helps. You start I, there. A couple of different things with me. So I traditional therapy, I struggled with, um, just going in and talking and sharing and like all the guilt I had tied up with my own, like childhood traumas and, and worries about, I don't want to go in and just shit on my mom. For an hour. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I just, I, I stagnated quite a bit. I did discover uh, a group called Everyman, E-V-R-Y Man, um, that is, I don't want to say a support group because it's, it's really more of a program uh, with the idea of the program being built upon. Oh my God, that's a cute cat. <laughs> he has a dick face. Look at, the, look at the balls and the penis on his face. Oh, he's so cute. Nice <laughs> dick face. <laughs> so, oh, well, but it, what a lovely every- pussy you have there. <laughs> I have I have two of them too. Two cats. <laughs> wow. Guys at home, <laughs> you're in for a treat. Nice. Oh geez. I don't even want to go on. 
No, Ina, go on. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. We keep getting sexual. <laughs> so, uh, but every man, um, essentially, it's a program designed to help men slow down, get back in touch with your body, feel what you're feeling, and then create a safe space with other men to share and sort of dive deeper and work, work that way. And that helped me dramatically. And that actually led me to explore some somatic meditation, which is a lot about like diving back into the body. And eventually I found a therapist who's a somatic therapist. And I've made, I feel like the last six months working with her, I've made more progress than I had in the previous two years. Now I'd laid a foundation of work, but it's like, it felt like a lot of breakthroughs once I started working with her. And, and I tell you, sometimes I call her like a witch. Cause like it's, I go in there and like, I don't feel like I fucking even said anything. You know, she's like teaching me this little breathing exercise or how to lean into an emotion and lean back. And I'm like, okay, we didn't fucking do anything. And I feel better. This is clearly witchcraft. Um, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I'm still searching for that. Yeah, my mine was like a okay. First, got to get rid of the attic mind, and, and you know, mm-hmm. get more into a, a sober mind. And once that, it's kind of like cl- climbing out of a, a storm st- cellar, and you know, the tornado that was you the past twenty years is blown through. Hmm. And you're kind of coming out and like, ooh, damn, look at this, There's a bunch of shit tore up around here. Somebody tore this place up. Oh, well, at least that's over, huh? Everybody okay? All right, let's roll. And it's like, no, no, you you got a lot of uh, healing to do. And um, so you just work in that program for me really kind of started it. And then, um, um, oh, I'm sorry. I just got uh, interrupted. The family just came home, even though I sent them the text to say, hey, guys. <laughs> Come on, Love bring you guys. Them for, Bye. Bring them in for a photo bomb. Yeah, yeah bring right. them in. <laughs> guys. So, um, you know, once that once that door got open and um, you got rid of the attic mind and started with the sober mind, then it's it's, you know, it, it was it was working really well for me. And now after covid and i've kind of stagnated and i've you know been talking to my wife quite a bit of you know i'm i'm not good right now i'm i'm hell lot better and Mm. and i'm 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 amazed actually that i could see it and 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 and, you know give it names and stuff but i'm i'm definitely so thin-skinned uh Mm. i feel like i'm like walking around uh, feeling great. And then just got like one little punch will, will hit me. And, you know, and, and I've just got all this anger still there. So mm-hmm. I'm currently, you know, seeking my, my witch doctor and uh, to kind of push that on to the next stage. Cause it's definitely one of those things of, they call it getting your ass sufficiently kicked, but it, it's more like the perfect storm. You, you, you need the right person at the right time mm-hmm. and I'm at the right time. And now I'm just kind of searching for the right guru. Cause the one who got me to where I'm at, that's kind of, you know, it, it, it's kind of led its course. And, and, and there's mm-hmm. things that I still get out of that relationship is, is the dude I work out with and, you know, he owns the gym and, and uh, we have a, I have a weekly meeting with them, but you know, it's just kind of like, Hmm. Okay. I, I, I need, you know, what, what's the next step? Because sort of plateaued, huh? Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to go see a psychiatrist. Maybe it's the meds, you know, because mine's also a lot of chemical stuff too, mm-hmm. in, in back in the brain. And, uh, you know, I can tell it messes with my sleep, different things like that. And um, <laughs> I was just going to say, she's still got a great ass. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. She's, she's an awesome chick. I'll give her that. She's Scorpio as well. She has the same birthday as y'all. Yeah. Wait, she's November 4th too? Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. She's my Scorpio queen. I've got to wish her happy birthday every year. Yeah. Or he's dead to her. Or, or, yeah, you're dead yeah, to you me. are surrounded by incredible people, and I'm including myself in that. Ah, yeah. Nice. I have always had that ability. I will give myself mad props. I surround myself with the most incredible people. 
and uh you know, it's your, it it's your animal magnetism man we're just so must be this just and i want to say it's because you are amazing as well you and attract that's that, who you are that and that took me a long time you know because a lot of this like bravado is just that you know i mean it was no. nobody can well, i mean <laughs> no, nobody yeah. nobody will see you if you're in the spotlight you know nobody can yeah. that's the best hide but um it took me a long time to actually go, you know what, this, this, there is a reason for this because yeah, I mean, I am, I am an awesome person and uh, I've, I'm a good person. I've, I've done some terrible things, but uh, I'm a good person and, and, it, and it's worth it. You know, I'm worth this work and I'm, I'm worth this pain and this suffering. And because I, I do bring a lot of good and a lot of joy to a lot of people and the world's going to be better, you know, for me being here. And yeah. Um, yeah, you, you, everybody needs to tell themselves that stuff. And every, you know, it's that's been not a, just kind of just say to say it. But that's been a hard it. part. That's been yeah. a hard part of both of our journeys is self love. You know, I uh, I read a great book actually that threw me into my first pit, like pit of uh, major depression called uh, called I don't want to talk about it. Wait, pause. About- it threw you into it? Yeah. yeah. I read this book and then I couldn't get out of bed for three fucking days. Like it was just wow. like, <laughs> yeah. okay. and I needed it. Needed it's a to must happen. read. He's recommending yeah. it. Yeah, strongly recommended. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Uh, and the idea is that that men in particular are very good at doing what it's called. I forget the name of it. It's a silent depression or a quiet depression. But anyway, essentially, we lack an essential Mm self-esteem and spend all of our lives achieving and doing and looking for dopamine hits that work until they don't. And by the time I finished reading this book, I realized all of those things that I'd been propping myself up with just crumbled underneath me. And I went into my first, just a, a despairing fit of major depression. Um, which I, I think needed to happen because that's what started me on the journey I'm on now. And I'm no longer that angry, confused person I was then. Yeah. And you ha- I feel like you have to hit rock bottom, like total rock bottom before mm-hmm. you can ever go up. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, so she just said, like, you literally got your ass handed to you yeah. and, and you made that shift. Mm-hmm. Everybody's that different. Adjustment. Everybody's, you know, rock different. I was going to say rock, rock bottom, you know, a lot of people, and, and for me, when I say a lot of people, you know, I always considered that like, you know, under a bridge having to, you know, yeah, I'm going to suck a dick for my next hit. You know, yeah. I was like, Hey, I'm not there yet. Okay. I can <laughs> I'm gonna see keep it. digging. I'm going to keep digging until I'm sucking dick for my next <laughs> yeah. hit. <laughs> you're literally Actually, down on your true. knees and you're about to yeah. like, do I do this? I, is this, no, is this rock I was, bottom? I, nah, <laughs> I've, I've been there. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny. It's like, uh, was it half-baked when uh, Bob Zag goes, did you ever, oh yeah, weed? Did you ever suck dick for weed? And I'm going, hmm, well, that's a, that's a, that's a show for another time, guys. <laughs> you know, sorry. Like I said, you know, we've all, it, okay, so this kind of brings something up. Um, and yeah, just to kind of like be vulnerable and throw everything out there. Um, we're back in my old stomping grounds. Um, um, wife and I you know, lived in Tulsa for a long time. And uh, it's just really hard for me to, there's parts of this place that, you know, I love, but there's so much of it that was like the absolute worst times. And I don't, I've leaned into them a couple of times, but just driving by like some neighborhoods, it really just kind of hit me. Like I haven't dealt with that. And, mm. uh, I haven't dealt with who I was over there and I, I really need to, I, I really need to. Cause you know, like I said, I'm, I'm awesome. I'm a great person. I'm an awesome person, but I need to deal with some of this shit because it's, it, otherwise it's going to sit back there and, you know, rear its ugly head one of these days when I'm just kind of like at a low point and not Hmm. haven't built, you know, haven't done the work. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's weird. It is a weird thing to kind of roam these halls uh, the past couple of days. So 
yeah. and you for think, what it's uh, worth. And, it, and not just sobriety. Do you think it's that sort of that 12 step framework is what allowed you to get to a place where you can look at it like that and think like that? Yeah. Yeah. And most definitely because um, it's like, like I said, man, once you start getting out here and you start cleaning this mess up, you know, then you, it's that next one. You're like, Oh yeah, I never did really, you know, never really did pick up that, that portion over there. I just kind of like blacked out. <laughs> but I didn't, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. there's no blocking out, but that's still but it's there. Really, it's really great to recognize that you, you notice what you still need to work on, but you can't work on everything at once. You yeah. would, you would spiral into nothingness. So it's right. your, you're actually what you need at this moment in the framework. And then once you're ready and you do see that neighborhood or that emotion comes in that feeling, when you're ready to start working on it, you can take a breath of it and be like, it's, it's now time. I have the tools mm-hmm. I need that I can start actually moving towards it because you never want to jump into something that you're not ready to face into. Right. And you know, the first time, first couple of times, you know, cause I'm, part of that stuff is too, is like, you know, you you the whole program is you, you at least tell one other human being like yeah. everything that you can come up with. And I remember like the first times I discussed like everything Yeah, I was bawling, like I couldn't make it through it. Hmm. And then by the end of that year, um, I remember uh, Glenn brought something up one time and I was just like, huh, I never really thought about that when I did. And I kind of talked about it for a little bit and uh, you know, there, it wasn't just like instant, just tears just streaming down my eyes and, and just like, you know, guilt just racking me it was still there. You, you still look at that person. You're like, that's not who I am. Mm-hmm. I did those things, but that isn't who I am. And I'd gotten enough space from it that I, I could actually discuss about it, but actually coming here, it kind of let me in on, yeah, you're yeah, somewhat a couple of cracks, <laughs> a couple of cracks started shining yeah, through. It's like, you might need to, you might need to throw a little varnish on that, uh, that, uh, that a piece of furniture over there, brother. Well, you reminded me, you reminded me of something my therapist was working on me with the somatic work the other day where you, you can't, when you say you don't have to tackle it all at once, which I think is such a, a, a an important lesson I needed to learn, you know, and, and that it's okay to lean in and then lean back. Mm-hmm. And then when you're ready, lean back in a little bit more. And when you're not look away and come back into yourself. And that's, and, you know, even as simple as like a little breathing exercise and feeling in your body can be just incredibly powerful when you're, when you're tackling, messing with those ideas. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It can be overwhelming too. Yeah. I honestly, so you need to go to a witch doctor. I do. I need to go. You need your, you need your own voodoo queen. Mm -hmm. Well, so many things come from like meditation is so powerful and what it can do because you are sitting in silence a lot. You're looking within You're whether you're doing breath work or you're sitting in silence and trying to completely clear your mind, or you're going down a visual path. Someone's leading you through. Mm-hmm. And one of the meditations I wrote and led is about going in a house that you built yourself. And it's about finding self-love. And you're visualizing all of your own memories or what makes you feel good about yourself. And you're looking at this house to be like, holy shit, there are some cracks in the walls. We've had to patch up some nails, but we created this. Somebody busted a big ass hole in the drywall. (laughs) I've done that. Three separate times. Well, and then you look at that and you say, maybe I can't patch that wall up right now. But it's a reminder that it's there, that yeah. it affected me in some way. And when I'm ready to fix this hole in the wall, even if it's not putting a full new wall in, maybe you need to bits and pieces, patch it up. Or maybe you need to put a picture over it for for a little bit right so you now. can hide you behind and then, you, and then you're like yeah. okay you know what it is finally time to actually patch this up it's it's so important to kind of dive and then, you're, then your son will sit that. there and bring up the time that you put the hole in the wall and you're just like motherfucker thank you so much that's thanks. what i needed right now appreciate <laughs> that brother <laughs> thanks brother <laughs> what what a God, dude, smart kids are the worst smart manipulative children Oh man, I love them. What do you guys think that, I mean, you guys have been on this journey for a few years now. What do you think that you have 
learned most or has has changed the most about yourself during this time? That's a good question. A really good question. Uh, you, made for me, me, you made me think of one of our friends we interviewed on the show one time who like essentially called this out and was like, so, I mean, what are you getting out of this? Like, yeah. I mean, are you more at peace? Like, why are you fucking around with thinking about this shit all the time? <laughs> yeah, we, de- we, we devoted a whole nother episode to, to, to why he's just so full of shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like we, kinda hate, we kind of hate him as we love him. Yeah, we love that dude, but yeah, we're like, yeah, fuck him. Yeah, that's, that's uh, I know for me, the, the thing I've gotten most out of this I, is the ability to kind of um, see through my own bullshit and to realize when it, it's starting to build up and I'm not okay and um, and not just, you know, kind of turn a blind eye or, or go use, you know, that that's for this journey, it, it's it, it's more, you know, it's less about like being in recovery. It's more about, okay, why, why did I choose that? Oh, because I, I feel this and that's not the way I should, should be handling that. Uh, okay. Well then what is the way to handle this? You know what? Let's talk about it with some people and, you know, let's, let's listen, but you know, not necessarily take everything somebody says or, or to get angry. Oh, I'll tell you what, uh, the one thing I've gotten out of all this, everything used to, when somebody would say, Oh, have a blessed day. That would just piss me off. I'm mean, like, <laughs> poser. Why would that make you mad? Because I, you know, I had all this kind of like BS, like around Christianity and, uh, you okay, know, the fake sure. Christians. And, um, I'm like, yeah, you're all the same people that are like, I'm pro-life. And then you'll like, I don't know, cut all spending that goes to mm-hmm. kids mm-hmm. <laughs> and education and stuff. Like, no, you're not. You're just friggin', you know, anyway, doing this, it really did kind of allow me to step back and go, this person is just literally wishing me, you know, grace, goodness, uh, understanding love. So just take that. In the spirit, in the spirit in which it's given, huh? Right. Just take it, which it's given. You're worth it. They are too. There you go. That's it. It was a you know same time, motherfucker. I don't know who you are. Well, it's like you're <laughs> you're you're wishing the best intentions in everyone. So if they're truly saying have a blessed day, you're you're taking the energy, the positive energy, the blessing they're giving you, and you're yes. you're accepting, and then you're gonna potentially most likely be able to share that blessing, that positivity, that energy out to someone else. It's, mm, it's yeah. a, it's a give, receive, give again. Right. And especially how about to that person who's giving it to me, you yeah. know, I mean, I mean, how, how just bass backwards was it me for all those years of somebody, you know, wishing me this and I'm just instantly like, well, you, <laughs> it's just, that's just not that. That is not how, God, or as I understand or don't understand them um, to be, would want that. No, no creator would want that. That's just, that's just not a good way to live. So yeah, I think that's my, yeah, if I got a tagline or nice. that's the one thing I've learned. Oops. Have a blessed day is not a, co- is not a dog whistle for fuck you liberal. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Hina, how about you? It's a great question. I, I think, I mean, cause I I'm still far from perfect and I'm still a work in progress, but I think a big thing that I've quit nodding your fucking head. <laughs> hey, I gotta, I gotta eat this ramen here before it gets cold. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Please slurp in the mic. In between. <laughs> just call it, just call it foreplay for your or later date. Nice. Okay. <laughs> No, I, but I think most of what, oh, Jesus Christ, he's the worst. <laughs> Enoch, we're giving you the space. So eat your ramen in silence. <laughs> no, like I said, oh, but I. Yeah, I'm Enoch, still... have you learned how to, to give grace? To... <laughs> you know what? I understand you why a, you want to kick you him off a, of your podcast. <laughs> you have a blessed day. 
Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The noodles won't stop. (laughs) Oh my God. But you know, you can't stay mad at him. He's so funny. He's so funny. Okay. Now, when I think when it comes to me, I, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm still consider myself a work in progress and I'm still, I'm still growing and working, but I, the biggest things that I've gained are more self-awareness, more being in touch with what I feel and, and who I am and, and really just more self-love. Like that was something that I, it's one of those things that you don't even realize you don't have until it's in until you just kind of run into the wall. Yeah. Um, yeah, at some point I've decided that I am worthy of the work and worthy of love and all of those things that we should all feel. And yeah. I, you know, didn't realize I didn't have. <laughs> yeah. I, Namaste, I, brother. Namaste. <laughs> Namaste. Nah. And you are worthy. Both of you are worthy. And you guys are putting in the work to to understand yourself better to be more vulnerable you guys are sharing space with not just yourself as an individual but also with strangers in Mm -hmm. these groups and I think it's so important the space that you guys are holding for especially each other two bros who've known each other for 20 years and would just be (laughs) getting drunk taking shots of whiskey, hanging out, mm-hmm. shooting the shit, comparing dicks. And <laughs> now, as we're you still, may still, still compare dicks, yeah, well, yeah, well, you guys probably still compare dicks, but we can't, we can't quit everything. I mean, come on. <laughs> exactly. And that's yeah. the thing. It's, it's as long as you're able to, to make sure you're checking on your friend and, and be there, you guys mm. are working to be better men and to allow other men to be better. And, other women as well it, it goes both hey, ways it's... come along for the ride you know <laughs> yeah. yes please because I, I mean like I, I love how um uh, was it frank king one of one of the people one of the guests we interviewed was just like you know this men's health this men's mental health stuff i mean every woman's got a, a dad a you know a brother or a son that hmm. this is this has a direct effect on them and so they they should listen in and and kind of like you know I don't know, just, just kind of be aware of the, the not toxic ma- masculinity, but the, the wounded masculinity and, and, and all its forms and just be like, you know, cause maybe then they can point them in a different direction. You know, mm-hmm. be like, Hey, I love check, that. You said the wounded. <laughs> yeah. Wounded masculinity. I've never yeah. heard that before. One of our podcast guests, a good friend of mine, uh, Kent Turpin, who is also a, a life coach, really mm-hmm. fantastic guy. I actually just started using his coaching services. Oh, nice. um, and he he gave me that term, which I thought was fantastic. And he said, because toxic masculinity, is, it's a it's an accusatory thing. And it, like we weren't born toxic. You know mm-hmm. why? What what got you here and wounded sort of reframes it like, mm-hmm. you know, these are men who, yes, they're pr- probably behaving badly, but what, what's wrong? Why, why are they there? And what can yeah. we do to help? You know? Yeah. And I, and society has really taught a lot of men, I think, bad habits, mental habits, because like men have to be strong and they, they can't share emotions like that. They need to be on point all the time, but mm. to actually open up that conversation and say, you know, you can have emotions and you can share and guys can cry and you mm. can give each other the space. I think what you guys have really taught me this episode is, I mean, you guys are 40 year old men, great looking dudes, have incredible stories. Thank you. Which <laughs> <laughs> you guys have, have really opened my eyes. You're, you're going to put a nice filter. You're going to put this filter on this to really smooth out. You know, <laughs> nah, I want some no, soft no. lighting here, Jbex. No, <laughs> I not, got not, you. Not for, not for Sosh. <laughs> Sosh's lighting is just going straight down in his face. He's right got now. some fucking floor lamp at the, <laughs> yeah. at the hotel. Oh, right. There's ah. no ring light. It's literally just the top, like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, cool. we love the close up. <laughs> but 
but you guys have really have really opened my eyes to have the conversations with with older men and i think like like my dad you know he just turned 60 it, oh my uh, God. She last just compared year. us to her dad. It's uh, okay. I, She's got daddy issues. Uh, I'm in on this. My dad, but I think, I think it comes to the point where, you know, even like going on all these dates, you know, I'm, I yeah. love older guys. I'm going out with guys who are 35. That's, that's great. Mm-hmm. Like they, that's your, that's your wheelhouse, huh? <laughs> Usually. Yeah. That, that lets me go. Right. Are you telling me there's a chance? <laughs> <laughs> But I, I've never had conversations with men of your age like this. And I think sometimes I get mm. scared about it or I I sometimes don't know if they would share with me because why would they share with a 27 year old and, and just open up that that space? And yeah. it's the conversation can happen between anyone of any age, ages and you know the, the the important thing to remember is they're scared too you know it's yeah. not like men clam up because we yeah. are tough we clam up because we're fucking terrified yeah. if we yeah. show somebody what's underneath that shell that you know it'll be ridicule disaster you know death and we're all and, and, and we're all still think like we talk about this all the time it's like dude i do not feel 43 in my head like when yeah. do i start feeling like um a, an adult when do i feel start yeah, feeling right. like a dad you know because i feel like i'm a 16 year old kid walking around with the boner again <laughs> all the time mm-hmm. and i've heard that a lot is a lot of people just don't feel their their age they just they still feel young and we are all young every year we get older we still are young and because there's so much to learn and unlearn mm-hmm. and relearn and mm. it's it's a constant we're not in school anymore, but life is the biggest school, the, the biggest yeah. challenge. True. Yeah, that's true. And, that's that's, and it's beautiful. Like, well, in a life well lived, you never stop learning. Yeah, You know, yeah. that's that's one of the ways you can live a full and rich life is if you consider like, well, what's this going to teach me? OK, well, what's yeah. this going to teach me? Right. It, every hardship, I mean, every single moment of every single day is a moment to learn, is a moment to grow, having a hard day at work or a fight with your wife or your mm-hmm. kid slams the door in your face. Mm-hmm. It's an, it's, you have the ability to take a step back and reflect mm-hmm. on what happened there and why that happened and what did you learn from that and how can you apply tools that you either have or what you need to get the tools you need to be a better man, be a better woman, just be better and be kind, be vulnerable with. Okay. Buddha, you make it sound so fucking easy. (laughs) Yeah. And it's so not easy. And we all know that it's that constant reminder. (laughs) It's that constant reminder that like, it's fucking hard and recognizing the challenge it is to actually take that step back. I mean, we all want to, our first reaction to anything is just to totally react but when mm-hmm. you can build that habit to reflect before yeah. you immediately think, fuck that person or, or yeah. anything like that, that is a skill set that I think a lot of us are trying to work towards. Yeah. I mean, step I one, agree. like you said, just be present, you know, yeah. be present and notice what's happening. You know? Yeah. Oh, my tattoo. I just got it. It says, <gasps> look up. Your life is flashing before your eyes. Wow. Beautiful. I love be it. Yeah. Be here. Yeah. Yeah, she's wicked hot. <laughs> Again, I dress up for you guys. I wear the headband today. Hey, I put on my new birthday sweater. I love hey, the sweater. Check out these pants. Wait, I can't see you it. Can't see. You gotta adjust your your monitor. Make sure you have a narb. Okay. <laughs> oh my god, I love those. Okay, I love. Okay, do you get from Mexico? Because Mexico's my shit. <laughs> <laughs> I may or may not have been a professional luchador wrestler. Remember, I I actually he bought me a matching pair of those pants, and uh, we had matching pink shirts. We looked pretty fabulous until he can, broke my back. That was the day he tried to break I my back. I get matching sets too. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> we, I would, I would. Well, if we ever meet up in person, please. Provide me with the, this. Bit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we're, we're, at, our, at our first podcast convention, when we get together, yes. we've all got to be wearing 
our pink polos and our luchador sh- our, our Dia de los Muertos pants. I love it. Bros, this has been awesome. I have enjoyed every moment of this and I feel like my facial expressions have been happy and empathetic yeah. and I I just truly feel your shares through the screen and I'm again very grateful that you have given me the time and that we've used this space to do so oh Jess thank you so much for having us this is just a delight I love what you're doing I love the stuff you're putting out there and thank you for including us in that it was lovely Uh, ditto echo I mean you're, you're throwing out good vibes and power and just making this world better and uh yeah it's a big damn deal for us actually you know I mean it's a really big damn deal. So hey, hey, we're kind of a big deal. Thank you. You guys are a big fucking deal. I didn't say we weren't. I'm saying <laughs> it is. See, that's that wounded masculine. We're gonna work on that in the next episode. We're good. We're, we're, next time you see us, we'll have that figured out. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, until next time. Until next Thanks, time. Jess. <laughs> Thanks, Jazz. You guys are <laughs> <laughs> bye. Bye, friends. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,